Thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is the New Life Program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about the promise of salvation. Thereafter, we'll be having Pastor Stanton with a spoon talk about choosing him this day during the Bible segment. To start us off, here's a song, Yesuni Rafiki, by Parkland's Youth Choir. Thank you so much, Parkland Youth Choir. It is now time to welcome the Bible in Living Sound to share with us. Karibu. A 
In the headquarters of Lucifer, there was excitement in Bedlam. He had just returned from the Garden of Eden. All right, quiet! Quiet, you imps of darkness! When I speak, you obey immediately. When you were next in command to the Son of God in heaven, we would have obeyed you, Lucifer, but no longer. Now you're cast out of heaven, and we, the foolish angels who believed you, no longer respect you. We hate you in your lying tongues. <laughs> oh, well said, imp. <laughs> As my kingdom is one of hate, lies, and murder, you are a fitting citizen of my kingdom, subject of my rule. Now gather around, all you fallen angels. And I will give my report of what happened in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve joined forces with us, I suppose. <laughs> That's just what happened. Lies, lies. Yeah, you think so? Listen to this! All you angels of darkness, I am now prince of this world, god of this earth. By whose authority? God himself. He gave dominion of this earth to Adam, and I took it from Adam. He and Eve chose me as their ruler. Willingly. No one forced them to choose me. You lied to them, told them a lot of false premises and empty promises. Well, of course I did. <laughs> they believed me. <laughs> and the point fellow beings of the deep is simply this. By virtue of the fact that of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. Adam and Eve are now in bondage to me. I am their ruler. I have complete dominion of this earth, and you know what that means. It means that I have won the controversy with God. Soon I shall take over God's throne and rule the universe. You have made that empty promise before, Satan. My name is Lucifer. Yes, sir. Lucifer, ruler of the universe. Yes, that's better. Now, doers of evil, we have work to do. Something happened in the Garden of Eden that I don't quite understand. It happened soon after Adam and Eve obeyed my voice instead of the voice of God. God pronounced a judgment on the serpent and the ground and upon Eve. Then he said something involving me. His exact words were these. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. What does that mean? I'm not sure. I think it has something to do with trying to stop me from depraving human nature. Somehow man may be able to resist my power. Man has already yielded to you. How can they resist you now? That's what we're going to find out. I want you to assign your best operatives to keep Adam and Eve under constant surveillance. Me? You're my first lieutenant, aren't you? Yes. All right, then. Let's get going. Report to me everything that is said or done. Sooner or later, God will explain about the bruising of head and heel to Adam and Eve. <laughs> I want to know exactly what is said. Understand? Yes, Chief. You're right, Chief. 
an explanation was given to Adam and Eve, and I'll bet you can't guess who's going to get his head bruised. I am. I knew that much. Who is going to get his heel bruised? That's the part that puzzles me. Obviously, it's someone descended from Adam and Eve. But who could... Could it be the Son of God? The Son of God? <laughs> the Creator? It's his heel I'm going to bruise? That's what was told, Adam and Eve. Uh, anything else? No, that's all. Now hurry back there and keep spying. I want to know more. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say the Son of God is going to come to this world in human form. That's what they were told, Chief. Oh, fine, fine. The Son of God is going to lower himself by coming to this earth as a human. Ah, then I will have him under my direct control. As a human, he will not be able to resist my cunningly devised lies. <laughs> the Son of God exalted. <laughs> Perhaps he was... But he won't be when he comes to this earth. He will yield to me, and I shall be exalted. <laughs> now hurry, back to the Garden of Eden. I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> oh. Chief! Chief! Yes, yes, what do you want? I found out why the Son of God is coming to this earth as a human. Yes? <laughs> why? He's going to redeem the earth. Gain back its dominion given to Adam and lost to you. You mean he's going to try to, but he won't succeed. How does he think he can resist me when other humans can't? That isn't all. No? He's going to save mankind. Save them from what? You! From their sins, from your lies, your evil, your wickedness, above all, your rule. It's all called... The plan of salvation. Oh, this gets better and better. You aren't fearful that the plan of salvation will succeed? With me at the helm opposing the plan, it hasn't a chance of success. I am the master of humans. In human form, even the Son of God will be in my power. If he wants to save mankind from your beguiling lies and evil ways, why doesn't he just change his laws so man will no longer be guilty of transgression? Change his laws? <laughs> oh, I wish he would. That's what I've been trying to get him to do. If he does change his laws, any of them, in the slightest degree ever, then... I will win the controversy because he will have done what I want him to do. Want me to go back to the Garden of Eden and spy some more? From now on, we have to be on the constant watch to discover, ahead of time, just when and where the Son of God will appear in human form. In the meantime, I shall devise a diabolic plan to handle him when he does appear. Get back there to Adam right now and keep me informed. So, the Son of God is going to shed his heavenly power and glory and come here to my kingdom. <laughs> Chief, I have some news for you. Adam and Eve, because they yield to your wiles, can no longer commune directly with God. Messengers are commissioned to be the means by which... 
few minutes ago, Chief, Adam and Eve pleaded with God to place the penalty of their sin directly upon themselves and not upon the Son of God. They pleaded that the Son of God be not permitted to suffer and die. A new ceremony has been instigated to herald the coming of the Son of God. A lamb is to be sacrificed. Chief, Adam and Eve have had a recreation of themselves, a baby Say, Chief, today the angel came to Adam and Eve. Today, Chief. I hope that you indeed enjoyed the story from the Bible in Living Sound. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about this program. Write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 422 76 code 001 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr at Let us now listen to Parkland's Youth Choir giving us a song, Pass It On.
is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Up there enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Pastor Stanton with a spoon. Hello and a very warm welcome again. Today, our subject for discussion is from the book of Mark chapter 8 verse 36. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for such an opportunity that we can be at your feet again to study your word and to enlighten us to be a better Christian. We pray, Father, that you will open our hearts and as your word has been spoken, it is our prayer that it fall on fertile soil, that it can germinate and bear its fruit in our lives. Let your name be glorified. We thank you for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So friends, Mark chapter 8 verse 36 is a common verse that many Christians say out as a memory verse. And some of us who may know it already, Mark 8.36 tells us, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole word and loses his soul? You know, most often memory verses I'd said from the head, and sometimes we don't take time to ponder on them. Like this one, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole word and loses his soul? It's a common text that we all say, and the first thing that comes to our mind once this text has been said, or the first thing that we reflect on when this text has been read, is to non-believers or unbelievers or wealthy people, people who are fastly involved, who are on the fast lane and are fastly involved in the things of the word. However, through my little devotion, I have gotten a different understanding and a different light from this text that can be applied to even us Christians still that many of us might not have seen before. In order for us to understand this, we have to read the preceding verses. Not to go all the way to verse 1 of chapter 8, I just want to take us from the um, conversation that Peter had with Jesus. Uh, Jesus actually had with his disciples and Peter stood out. Uh, it's beginning from verse 27 that tells us, Now Jesus and his disciples went out into the town of Caesarea Philippi. And on the road he asked his disciples. This was after Jesus had already healed the blind man at Bethesda. In Mark chapter 8. So whilst walking after that scene, his disciples was walking along with him. So he thought it wise to ask his disciples this question. Who do men say I am? So they all began to respond to, to Jesus. Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are the prophet Elijah. Some say you are this. Some say you are that. But then when Peter had raised his voice, and Peter said, and then he said to them, but who do, who do men say I am? And Peter answered and said to him, You are the Christ. Then this is what Jesus said to him. Verse 30. Then he strictly warned them that they should tell no one about him. Verse 31 begins to say, And he began to teach them after Peter had said that you are the Christ. And then he began to, to teach them follower. In, in Matthew's account, we see that in, he tells Peter, Upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon him, Christ Jesus, he will build his church. And then he begins to teach his disciples concerning these things now. And the other people who were around. It says, verse 31 says, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things 
and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And after three days, he will rise again. He spoke these words openly. Listen what 32 says. And he spoke this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and saying, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. After Jesus had had this conversation with his disciples, and he began to, to teach them more about uh, him, the Christ, that he is going to be rejected by the elders and scribes of the land, He's going to be killed, and after three days, he's going to rise again. His purpose, his mission here on earth, he was explaining his purpose to the disciples and other folks around him. But when Peter saw Jesus speaking this boldly and this confidently about himself, that he's going to be charged by the elders of the land and by the scribes of the land, and he's going to be tortured and going to be killed, and then he will resurrect three days, Peter in himself felt that the words were a bit harsh for the folks around. So what he did, he called Jesus aside, said, excuse me, uh, master, please let me talk to you aside. He calls Jesus aside and, and he tried to tell Jesus, master, look, you cannot speak openly like this to the people. You know, some of these people, all of them are here because they, they need something from you. They want something from you. And if you're telling them that you're going to be tortured and you're going to be killed, all of those things will, will dwindle their emotions down. You are not to say these things in front of the people. The Bible tells us in verse 33 that when Christ turned around, looked at his disciples, looked at the people, and this is what Christ said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. This is where I want to build this point on that will draw us down to 8.36. We're still in Mark chapter 8 verse 36. The common verse that we always hear it. What will the profit of man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? From Jesus' statement to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. Peter here, in, in this case, was so mindful of the emotions of the people. Christ, you cannot say these things in as much as you are going to be persecuted and you are going to die and you will resurrect. Okay, that's okay. That can be said in secret like you already told us. But telling the people openly like this about your mission and purpose is a bit harsh today. Many of us Christians are like Peter. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul can also be applied in this sense. We want to please men. You cannot say these things in front of the church members. So you cannot say these things in front of my father. You cannot say these things in front of my mother. You cannot say these things because probably she will lose interest in what you're saying or probably she may lose interest in the gospel. Probably she may lose interest or he may lose interest in whatever the situation may be. What will it profit you as a person if you tend to please men? What will it profit you if you're mindful of the, of the things of men and not the things of God? Today, brothers and sisters, Christ is reminding you. Christ is reminding you to be mindful of the things of God and not of the things of man. May the Lord help us. May the Lord strengthen us. May the Lord give us a better understanding and boldness as we approach his throne for grace day by day to stand before men and to be mindful of the things of God and rather not of the things of men. For what will it profit you? For what will it profit me if I gain the pleasure of man and loses my soul? What will it profit me if I'm mindful of the things of man and not of the things of God? May the Lord help us and strengthen us in this light. In Jesus' name. Amen.
We have come to the end of our program for today. Please give us your views, comments, or questions about this program by writing to the producer, Adventist Hall Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 001-Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is at org. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mang. Until then, stay safe. Yes, stay blessed. Sing and you'll be happy to be happy, press on the to